This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, good morning, everyone. Isn't she lovely? Yes, she is. Amen. Gentlemen, now's your time to turn to your lady and say, you sure, you most certainly are. Amen. Oh, let your love show. It's a beautiful thing. Amen. It really is. And I'm going to tell you what, if you want to keep her for a long, you want to get her, you got to show your love, but if you want to keep her, you're going to have to show your love too. Amen. Never miss an opportunity. I'm a very private person. Sandy's much more public, but, uh, you know, um, my dear, you look wonderful today. Amen. I'll tell you what. Now, that little 16-year-old girl I married still after 44 years, my goodness, makes my heart jump. Mm. My, 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 my. And that's a good thing. You know, it really, it really is. I'd encourage you, you know, find one that you can keep uh, through the thick and thin, win together, lose together, and you'll come into some places in life that are just simply outstanding. They really, really are. Now, the world says swap in for a new model every three, four years, or, you know, the latest and the greatest, but I'm going to tell you what now, uh, that none greater than the one. Keep dancing with the one what brung you. Amen. It's a good thing. All right. Um, why you say stuff like that, Pastor? Well, because she needs to hear it. And you need to see it. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Amen. Ladies, find you a man that will treat you good. Treat you, treat you like a queen. Amen. You're looking for a king, but you know, you'll know him when he treats you like a queen. All right, moving right ahead. You know, pastors just do this kind of stuff. You know, they some people call it pestering, but really it's pastoring. It really is. You know, it's we all, you know, we're we're all here together doing life together. There's something about doing life together with other people. Aren't you glad uh, that uh, uh, you don't have to be uh, all alone or by yourself? Uh, but there's a there's a family, there are friends that you belong with and belong to, and it's a good thing. That's why church is such a good thing. The family of God, the friends uh, of God, uh, and uh, the loving one another. It's a wonderful thing. Oh, it really is. You know, I know that it's not always easy to love uh, everybody. You know, uh, but focus on the somebodies that you can. You know, and and God will work on the other. <laughs> <laughs> work on all that other stuff, amen. That's the truth. Well, let's uh, look down. And we're doing a series on restoration. And we're on our way in a right direction. We're on the road, uh, if you will, to restoration. I've I'm, I'm been praying for somebody with ears to hear uh, today that... Uh, is leaving from the ruin 
and on the way to restoration. You know, restoration is a journey, and it is a process, and it's important to our under to our understanding. I want to look over uh, in the book of Ruth, and we're not, you know, many, many times, um, and it's good, you know, gold nuggets laying on top of the ground or uh, will enrich you. Uh, but boy, I'll tell you what. Now, you, if you decide that you're that you're going to become a miner and you're going to dig deep, like the Bible says, for insight and wisdom and understanding. Oh, the Bible says in a place that the knowings and understandings from God, the wisdom of God is greater than the finest gold. But most of that, the, 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 you, know, you ever heard the term in mining, the mother load? The, real, the vein? See, where there's a nugget, there's possibly a vein? Um, you got to dig deep. You got to stay a while. I said you have to stay a while. And, and be willing to, you know, uh, start something and stay with it till you run it all the way out. Uh, to the end. So we're here in the book of Ruth and we're joining uh, Naomi in her journey of restoration. Let me read this to you. It says, One day, she, verse number six, it said, One day she got herself together, she and her two daughters in law, to leave the country of Moab and set out for home. She had heard that God had been pleased to visit his people and give them food. And so she started out from the place she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law with her, on the road back to the land of Judah. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that the Holy Spirit would have his work in this house today and that it would bring glory and honor to you, and that we would leave different from when we came. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the term back to uh, is a restorative term. It says back, she went back to the land of Judah. And she was from Bethlehem, the place of bread, the place of blessing. So she went back to where she belonged. And she had been living in Moab, in Moab. But she was going back to where she belonged, back to who she belonged to, and back to the blessing. And so we're joining her in in the rest of the story. It began with, in verse 1, from once upon a time, and we see in just the very first five verses here that hopes and dreams were not realized in Moab. Matter of fact, she, in one translation, she says, I've been ruined. So we start with once upon a time, and find Naomi in ruin. But this is not the end of the story. She ends with 
uh, fully restored and fully redeemed. You know, uh, unless you skip ahead in this, we may not realize that just like Naomi in, in following God's will and God's way for our life, that she was headed to a happy ever after. The once upon a time, even though it passes through times of difficulty, of despair and destruction, that we're, that God's ending, God's finishing, Jesus is called the author and the finisher of our faith, is always, uh, heaven is God's happy ever after. And if you're not sure of heaven, here's the thing, you know, when, 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 you, ha- when you really don't have peace, first of all, peace with God, see, you know, uh, then that needs to be settled, doesn't it? You know, pain in our life, and Naomi went through some painful things. Uh, we all go through painful things in life. Pain is part uh, and parcel with this life. Uh, the Lord gave us bodies to live in where, where pain is a warning signal. It, it, it signals that something is not as it should be. Isn't that true? And pain, you know, uh, should help us uh, to pursue peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing out of order. Isn't that right? Now we would live pain-free lives. That's just not going to happen on this, on this planet. This planet uh, is in the throes of painful childbirth. The Bible says even all creation is groaning and and waiting for the day of the of the uh, revealing of the sons and daughters of God. Aren't you glad that someday there's not only going to be a new heaven, but there's going to be a new earth. You know, uh, heaven isn't such a far-fetched idea if you realize that earth was a carbon copy of that. And then when the, you know, the devil messed up and all that kind of stuff, uh, it all got turned upside down. Disorder and chaos and the thing. We have all of the uh, parts and pieces of the order of heaven, gold and silver and, you know, uh, sapphires and special gems and stuff like that, but it's just chaotic now, isn't it? It got turned upside down, inside out. Now we find it little pockets here and there, but it was not so originally. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, there is um, a new earth coming, a new earth, made new, made new, amen, perfect this time, no more pain and suffering and so all that will be finalized and finished. Amen? Oh, forever looks good on you. I, I hope that heaven is, is uh, where your treasure lies. See? And if we're not settled on heaven, we need to get that settled today. It's simply as Jesus, you know, you've, you've heard uh, that saying that Jesus is your ticket to ride. Well, he absolutely is. Is trust him for what he's done and he'll get you there. I said he'll get you there. Amen. Oh, but it's a walk of faith. Now, 
So we join join uh, the journey with Ruth, and we see that Naomi started out on the road back to. It's important uh, to recognize uh, what was the turning point. What 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 changed? What how is it? Have you ever found yourself in a place of ruin? Let me give you some descriptions of what ruin is. A, a a place where it seems a total loss, destroyed. A collapse, disintegrated, decayed, harmed irreparably, reduced to poverty or bankruptcy, desolation and devastation. Uh, and the final all seems a total loss or is a total loss of health, fortune, position, or honor. I wonder if there's anybody in this house with ears to hear today. You know, on the outside to everyone else, you're still smiling, but perhaps on the inside you're sighing, crying, and dying. We're masters at this, aren't we? You know, covering up the hopelessness or the helplessness uh, that we feel. And I'll tell you, sometimes, you know, you can't trust your feelings, but sometimes your feelings are so real, that becomes your reality of hopeless and helpless. Naomi, in the midst of the ruin, though, the Bible says, here's the good news, in the midst of the ruin, we need to understand the context, in the midst of the ruin, she got herself together. Now, I want to tie this because it's not all by herself, see. You, you, you ain't going to get yourself together yourself. It says she got herself together when she heard that God was helping his people. When we hear that God is uh, helping and that help is available, what God is doing, see, that, that is the starting place of really getting yourself together. Don't try this all by yourself. Have you ever looked in the mirror and looked over the landscape of your life in the midst of the ruin and said, man, I really, the best I could do, I did all by myself. I kind of have to own it. I know that a lot of you, like me, sometimes, you know, other people's life uh, is all your fault. Are you listening? But that's not true. I said that's not true. Now, don't misunderstand me now. You know, boy, I'll tell you what. what now, I don't know if the first 30 minutes of that 30 minutes of weeping in heaven is where we're having to go around to apologize to all the people that we hurt that are there rather than helped. Have you ever had any remorse or regrets in your Life and when you realize that you weren't helping, but you actually were hurting, even if you didn't mean to. Are you hearing? And we've all helped and we've all hurt at times, haven't we? We've all been helped and we've all hurt uh, at some times as well. But she got herself together. The good news is, is that uh, that there is God's restorations. In the midst of ruins, I, I, I want to, uh, I want to uh, say to you today, if you find yourself in the position and the condition, just like Naomi, in a place of ruin or helplessness or hopelessness, just that, like I said, doesn't necessarily have to, you know, no show of hands. You keep on smiling, even if you're sighing and dying and crying on the inside. That's okay. See, God knows. 
God knows. I'm only here today to say I, I don't know if there's anybody here with ears to hear. Because Naomi, in the, even in the uh, midst of ruin, have you ever had a time in your life when it was hard to hear from God, but you were still looking and listening for him? If there is a God, somebody listening to me today, you're in this situation, this condition and position, and you're crying, you've been saying, if there is a God. See, because some... Sometimes, you know, uh, when we have no one else and nothing else to look to or look for, that's when we really look to and look for God. Isn't that right? Have you ever felt in a place where, where you know, that no one could help you? There was nothing that could help you and no one that could help you, but you realize, you know, here comes somebody. You might not even have liked the messenger, but the message was good news. God is helping his people. God is here to help. God loves to love you. He lives to love you. Think about that for just a minute. God's life is loving you. God is who is fully alive, absolute life. He lives to love you. And not just tell you, honey, we're about to come into a time when what he's been telling you, he's going to show you. Because God is a show up and show out God. Oh, we haven't seen that kind of a God. You know, we've got glimpses, but you're headed for a place where God is visiting and God is helping his people going back to God, she got herself together when she heard. You know, sometimes if life just gets a mess, you know, in the uh, in the middle, but uh, you keep on looking and listening because, you know, uh, God will cause his voice to be heard. I tell you, I prayed all week. We were busy, you know, as, as your lives are busy, our lives are busy too. And I got up this morning and I'm thinking, you know, uh, sure it would be nice to have a message today. Uh, it's like, you know, 5.30 and, uh, in the morning. And uh, I still haven't heard. I got a lot of good ideas. You know, so when I when I got done with my private time and journaling and all that kind of stuff, writing down what I feel like God was saying to me, still nothing for you, but you know, I mean, you know, I think God just delights to, you know, you know, in uh, uh, you have the phone, you have the vehicle, where um, where the voice comes on, you know, just before. You make the turn in a quarter mile, in 200 feet. And you're looking and listening, you know, uh, for, the, for the turn. You know, sometimes God is just before. Have you ever seen a God who is uh, <laughs> sometimes seems very late? Sometimes it's very last minute, but it's always right on time. Hmm? He'll get you where you're going, isn't that right? So anyway, you know, when I got in my truck, headed down to the farm, which is a place of peace for me. You know, early in the morning is a place of peace. I love it. You know, hardly any traffic out. And 
all of that. You go down, everything's quiet and all that kind of stuff. But boy, when I got in the truck, I don't know what God likes about that Dodge truck. But man, I got in the truck. And I'll tell you what, now, there he was. Well, how do you know he was there? Oh, man, my eyes started tearing up. My heart was getting squeezed. It's like, you know, (laughs) it's like the Lord just kind of chuckles, you know. It's going to be all right. I'm going to give you something. (laughs) Amen. Ain't God something. So anyway, uh, I heard a few things, so I I wrote those things down uh, for you. You know, uh, in the midst of ruin, there's good news. Of God's restoration. This is a God who turns things around. Who turns what was meant for evil. Turns the negatives in life. Turns the things that. He restores the ruins. That is a phrase that is throughout the scriptures. He is a restorer of the ruins. Matter of fact. uh, Well, I won't go there today because it'll sidetrack us. But, you know, the negatives, and here's here's some some thoughts for us. The negatives nudge us towards the positives. Have you you ever just, you know, you don't need to push because God never pushes, but he nudges. What's a nudge? Well, if you got a dog, put a... Put a, a, a cookie treat in your in your pocket, and they'll nudge that pocket. Just a nudge, like I know it's there. I know you got something for me. Isn't that right? Hallelujah! You know, over the years, Miss Sandy sometimes will nudge me. It used to be a kick under the table, but now she just nudges me. She knows, you know, I'm older now. Don't take as much. I don't need a slap or a club. Just a nudge will do. A nudge. Amen. And you get to a place where, where uh, you know, God can just nudge you. The Holy Spirit can just help you nudge you. See, the negatives should nudge us towards the positives. You know, negatives could be described as the less thans, the minus sign, the refusal, the lacking, the denying, the opposition or the resistance, the contradiction, and and in its final thing, a a motion away from. See, remember the right direction is towards God, the wrong direction is away from God. Does this decision in this direction uh bring me towards God or and more of God or away from God and less of God. And I believe this, the Lord has uh, shared this uh, with me, I've shared it with you, that there is a tipping and a turning, a tipping of the balance scales in your favor. Remember God said he's got his thumb on the scale. And a turning of the corner in your my life. If you have ears to hear it, if you have ears to hear it, a turning of the corner of life this July, this summer shift, a summer of special attention. If you have ears to hear, listen, pay, pay some attention to God's special attention. I would entitle this, the subtitle of this today is Turning Right. Remember, should have took a right or take 
uh, turn right last week. Well, this would be turning right. Because, you know, uh, the, the deeper the curve, the slower you have to go. Some of you, it seems so slow. I'm about to strike some pay dirt here. You understand? We've been weeding you, but I need to get some things cleared up and cleared out so we can seed you. So I'm about to get down to disturbing the soil here uh, just a little bit. Somebody, maybe with ears to hear, somebody in this house has just been saying, God, man, this is just taking too long. It's just, it's just been too long and too strong and it seems so slow. You know, summer's kind of like that in July, isn't it? Like, it's right here in the middle. There's the sixth month of June when officially, you know, uh, summer solstice uh, begins or summer begins. Then there's July. And oh, aren't you glad uh, July has really arrived? It's going to go out with a bang. 106, 105 heat index here in Alabama. It'd be hot in Alabama in July. And some of you are going, oh, I don't know what August is going to look like. Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be August in Alabama, but it'll be fine. Amen? Because you're going to arrive just in time. August, you will arrive just in time. Amen. We'll get into that a little bit later. I'm teasing you a little bit, but that's all right. We, we nudging you towards receptiveness to what God is uh, saying. So if you're, if you, have you ever feel like it seems like it's so slow? I'll tell you, uh, there have been years where we, where we go, boy, that just July just seemed like it was on the fly. But this year, I think, you know, uh, in the slow and steady and the making ready that uh, learn to take our time because we have time to do it right this time, do it with God. And you know there's something about God sometimes he just take his sweet time to make everything ready, to get everything lined up. If, if God were on the interstate, uh, you know, uh, he wouldn't be in the hammer lane. He'd be the person you'd have to go out around because he's pointing out all the scenic sights, looking for the, uh, looking for the rest areas, looking, making sure that everything is all right with you. Amen. God takes his sweet time, and if we take time with God, you'll find that to be very sweet indeed. Life will become sweet. You know, but when we're taking a turn, uh, especially if it's a, you know, if it's a gradual turn, you know, you can maintain speed maybe. You got to slow down a little. But have you ever been to, have you ever been to, remember last week we talked about it's hard to miss a T in the road. It's like a 90. And you almost have to come to a stop. In a 90 degree turn. There are turns in this life when it seems almost like a U turn where you got to do 15, and signs that say so, 15 or 20 miles an hour is the only safe speed to do that. Uh, you know, uh, there are unsafe speeds in life, and there are uh, where, where we, life gets totally out of control. We get out of control, see? And we miss the turn with God. But I can, uh, uh, you know, we have to, uh, when, you're, um, when you're 
know that a turn is coming up. You know, we have to really focus our faith. And I want to encourage you to focus your faith this last week of this middle month. You know, uh, June, the number six of man. July, the number seven of God. And August, the number eight of a new beginning of together. Us, together, God and you together. I can imagine uh, Naomi taking such a turn on the way back too. You know, focus is required in a turn. Um, I'm sure that this woman Naomi was, uh, she was her traveling companion at this time and we'll maybe backtrack a little bit and find out why there were two, then there was only one. Because you know, sometimes everybody ain't going with you all the way. Sometimes when you're moving towards God, other people turn back and go back to their gods, their people, and their old ways. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it, with some wants in our life. But, you know, her traveling companion was Ruth. And I can imagine this. Why don't you come up for a minute, Sandy? We'll pretend you're old. You're not old, but we'll pretend you're old. <laughs> come over here, pretty girl. Isn't she lovely? Anyhow, uh, I can imagine, and you know, when you know a turn is coming up, there are a lot of reasons for turns. And that, what was the turning point? What was the, what was the place of change? You know, back in the ruins, and here we are. It says they started out, and she was on the road back, and they're walking along, and here comes this sharp curve, a turn. I can imagine them. Now, now young people just got to get there. You know, they, their mind is all on uh, there and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, after, you tra- after you've been a sojourner, so to speak, in a strange and foreign land, you know, uh, I can just imagine Naomi and Ruth. You can be Ruth. I'll be Naomi. I look older, don't I? Yeah, there you go. Bear with me. I can imagine, and, and you know, here they are walking along, and sometimes Ruth is like, you know, not really pulling her, but half a step ahead or so. And Naomi begins to just hold back just a little bit. She's slowing down. And of course, Ruth, attentive as she is, is like, well, you know, what, what's wrong? Why are, you, why are you slowing down? Well, there's a turn up here. And, uh, uh, And I, I just, and I heard this this morning in my spirit. I'm going to have one last look. I believe there are people here today that are going to have one last look. Because you see, before we can fasten our heart to the future, we need to be willing to forget that which is behind us. See, here's an old woman that she buried her husband there. She, she buried her two sons there. She buried some hopes and dreams there. So, so we're as you're just about to round the curve where you're not going to listen to me now, you're not going to see that no more. That's not in the future. You're not going to be able to look back again. Because God's turning things. God's turning you. There's about to take a turn. But sometimes 
here on the last Sunday of July in the tipping and the turning. Maybe somebody in this place today with ears to hear, it resonates deep within you. One last look. But it'll be the last time. Because there's a whole bunch of first times that are coming up. See, you got to, you got to settle some things for the last time before you can turn towards the first time things you're about to see. She didn't know. I mean, all she's going on. Here's the reason why you follow those that have followed on and followed through with the Lord is because even if you're just walking in, uh, 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 as I remember it, are you listening? Even if you only knew the former rain, you're still hopeful for the latter rain. Yeah, even though you were once upon a time and the fairy tale ended in, you know, not so, <laughs> not exactly. Are you listening? You still realize with God you're hopeful for a happy ever after. Because when God has his way, listen, he'll turn everything around. Thank you, lovely lady. Amen. She is a Ruth, amen. Loyal love, oh, I, I love this story. If, if we got out of frame on you, oh, I apologize. John's back there, man in the camera. You know, he said I could walk around. I'm trying to find out where my fences are, you know. I was leaning down feeding the dogs and the uh, sheep and the goats, and it occurred to uh, me those new pups are... You know, they're, they're in their once upon a time uh, stage in life. But, boy, I could preach a sermon there at the gate. Uh, this morning I heard, you know, uh, fences, family, and friends. Those pups have yet to learn uh, that there are boundaries, there's fences in our life for our protection and so that we can become purposeful and useful. And that, uh, you know, uh, the dogs and, and uh, uh, the other dogs and those sheep, they're their family. I'm just their friend. <laughs> Anyhow, I don't have time to preach that. Maybe we'll do that in the pasture, in the pasture someday. But the road is so busy. They have a lot of noise down there. I thank God it's quiet in here because, you know, when it gets quiet on the farm, everybody's eating. They're getting satisfied and fulfilled. And See, when it gets quiet in the house of God with a bunch of hollerers, shouters, I mean, y'all y'all like to, you know, uh, celebrate. That's a good thing. But when it gets quiet, it's because, you know, the food's worth savoring. Thinking about a little bit. One last look. One last look. Philippians 3 and 20. I want to read this out of uh, 3 and verse 12 out of the Passion Bible. We've only got to just go to one place here. But it says this. Paul said this, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. You know, God's not done. I don't, know, I don't care how bad it's been or is or how good or great it is or has been. God's not done. We sang a song, Greater Things. You know why we can trust his name for greater things? Because he is the greater one. And the greater one has greater things in mind, in store. 
ready for you to discover in the future. You and I are not in the absolute fullness that we're pursuing, but listen to this. He goes, I run with passion into his abundance. God has an abundance that Jesus described as abundant life. Said the thief comes to kill and to steal and to destroy, ruin everything. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Actually, oh, I want to, I'll take just a second. You hold your place there and I'm going over here to where that scripture is found because this, I, it could not be said any better, any richer, any fuller than here in the Passion Bible. It says, verse 10, John 10 and 10, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. Now that's the life that God has for us. And that's going to look, you know, the same, only different. You ever heard people say that? Yes, same thing, only different. Well, the distinction of the difference will be it will look so good, his glory on you. It will be so personal and so powerful, uh, your life to, in, in fullness. See? See, some people would consider fullness of life, you know, a cupboard full of canned baked beans. You know, not for me. That would not be my idea. Even though it, would, it would, might fit you, it wouldn't fit my description. Why? I don't like baked beans. And you know what? God's okay with that. He made people that like them. So he made them for the people that like them. He didn't make them for people like me that didn't like them. Amen? I like pinto beans with jalapenos in them. Ranch style beans. Amen? It's not that I don't like beans. I just don't, don't bake them put sugar in them. I just, anyhow. You know what I'm saying? It's going to look like you. Like you expressing the fullness, the greatness, the glory, the abundance, the, the blessing of God that's peculiar and pertinent to your life that is to help you listen the rest of this that I may reach the purpose that Jesus has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover what's that purpose that you enjoy God you're able to say let me tell you something look what God has done only God would know that was just exactly what I wanted because I'll tell you, life is for this church, for you and this house and those listed too. If you're following us, life is about to, listen, uh, uh, to, you know, everything you want versus everything you need. If you get everything you want, you're not going to need a whole lot. God is going to swallow up need. He knows all about your necessity. All right? Life is not just about survival. Life is about abundance is thriving in this life. I'm telling you the truth. And ab wouldn't you rather have an abundance of right things? 
abundance of rightness, an abundance of peace. Oh, what a precious commodity. Peace is an abundance of joy. The Bible says full of glory and joy unspeakable. I mean, we attempt to tell people how happy ever after is, but you know what you, you know, for you, nobody. The Bible says nobody knows the joy or the sorrow of a person's heart. So the best thing we can do is listen. God wants you happy too. Let me pray. Let me believe God with you that you're going to have your happy ever after. The end. The end of the story. The rest of the story. The good news is, is with God, it's going to be happy ever after. You're going to be happy uh, how it all turns out if you take the turn with God. Let's take one last look. See, some of you at the place where you know uh, it's difficult sometimes, isn't it, to turn from? But it says this. It says this, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. You've got to focus in a turn. Because we're going to turn from where we've been, what has happened. Really, we're going to turn from who and what and where. And we're going to turn to the who and the what and the where of where you're going to. You know, forgetting the past, the Bible says this, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this, however I do have one compelling focus, I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Anybody with ears to hear uh, today that's willing and realizing this, you know, it just feels like that, you know, Jesus is, there's a pause in the path for one last look at the place that we're leaving you know, as Naomi, you know, some uh, treasure was buried there. Some things happened there. One last look at the ruins that includes regrets that are hard to forget. All oh, the heartbreak and the heartache. All that's been hard to forget. But we do that by fasting. She fastened her heart to the future instead. So there's a removal. So there can be a replacement. And when we're coming up to a 90 degree turn, that's still all there, isn't it? It's still within sight. All I have to do is just turn left. There it all is. What I'm leaving. But I haven't left yet. Maybe this Sunday could be God's time, maybe your time. One last look. And turning right, we're going to fasten our heart. Now, how do we do that? Because God has a future to unfold, God has plans, and the Bible says this. I know the plans I have for you, even if you don't. I'm going to ask you to trust me. They are plans to do you good. For all the bad that's happened, I've got a greater good. The future is to give you the future you hope for. Now, I know what it is, but I want you to get up here and I can imagine Ruth saying, well, tell me what it, what's it like, where we're going. Well, 
as I recall, as I recall. But you know, old people know that life changes, doesn't it? (laughs) You get back to where you thought you used to be and everything and everyone has changed, including you. God was your traveling companion. He treats his traveling companions well, the Bible says. And God will start talking to you about, you know, sometimes God just says crazy stuff. I mean, just like, and he'll speak in generalities and then go, you know, this is not going to end like you think it's going to end. And don't go negative on me. I know you've been living in the land of negative. But now, uh, let me just tell you, this is going to end. For the glory of God. And this glory. is Sometimes we, we, we push the glory way out there. Knowing Isaiah 60. Which we saw a long time ago. Still been looking in the same mirror. And sometimes you look and you look and look and go. Oh boy it's dark. It's dark. It's dark. You all got a mirror in your house. And if all the lights are out. It's hard to see isn't it? Isn't that true? You see through a dark. Uh, you see through a glass darkly. It's just because the lights out. But the, why did the Bible say this? It said, "Arise and shine. Get up from where you're going. Take a last look, because I'm about to. I'm about to shed some light on the path of the future. My word is about to bring you some promises that'll cause hope to rise up. I want you to. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about some hopes and dreams for the future." The, the, the hopes and dreams that I have for your life that are way beyond what you would ever expect. More than you expected. Life to the full until it overflows. Overflows with what? Rightness, peace, and joy. The kingdom of God. You know, I, I heard this, and we're going to end off with this. Pastor Ronald come. Uh, I've heard this all week. Now, this was strange because I thought, now, Lord, how in the world? That's not in the Bible. I can't find a scriptural reference for it. Well, keep looking. If you seek. You know, Jesus on the road to Emmaus with the two disciples, they said, haven't you heard what's happened? I mean, it happened to him. (laughs) They just didn't recognize him. Are you hearing? And they said, didn't you hear this? This is what happened. And it says, he opened the scriptures to them. I believe God's about to open some things to your understanding. And we would call it shed some light. It's something when God sheds some light on the path that you're on. Amen. So I heard this and I thought, I can't preach that. I don't have a scripture for that. And I heard the Lord say this all week long. He goes, enjoy the ride. Trust me, I was doing it. I was doing anything but enjoying the ride. I'm going to help you now. It's easier to enjoy the ride when you let Jesus drive. But when we're so driven, I said when we're so driven, when we're driven and we feel like we need to drive, why do we need to drive? I thought about my own life, you know, because sometimes... Sometimes I let other people drive and I go, I need to pray. Oh, God. 
gonna put the brakes on? You put the brakes on? You gonna put the brakes on? <laughs> you gonna turn? This turn coming up? You know? I mean, even when I ride, sometimes I'm I'm driving. You know what? You ever driven from the passenger seat? Have you ever driven from the back seat? Have you ever thought, my God, they're not seeing. There's four-way flashes up there. Somebody's making a turn. It's 45 miles an hour. Why are you doing 60? No, it's easier to enjoy the ride when you're not having to drive. When you're not so driven. When you don't feel the need to control. Be in control of everything and everyone. Oh, I'm telling you what. Now, you're hearing what I'm hearing today, aren't you? You know, the Lord says, enjoy the ride. I wasn't enjoying the ride this week because it's like, it just seemed like, I, you know, slowing down. Why are you slowing down? Because we're about to make a turn. See, I got to get you ready. We're going to make a turn. And you didn't realize it. Because I'm not telling you till you get there. I want you to take one last look of how it's been, good or bad. Because we're going to forget that. How are we going to forget it? Because you're gonna, I'm going to fasten your life to a future that is beyond your comprehension, but I'm going to feed it to you little by little, you know. I'm going to ask you to walk by faith for a while and just enjoy the ride that step by step, foot by foot, the landscape is going to be changing. You're going to start to recognize again. Well, it's changed, but where I belong it's back to who I belong to and who I belong with now that what you're sensing right now is called the Holy Spirit and he's hovering over these words right now and he's about to take these words and turn them into a work because God's doing something just because it's not spectacular doesn't mean it's not significant and supernatural because he does something in us first first so Naomi takes one last look one perfect pause from or a definite decision to turn to and taking it by faith Joseph said this when there was a significant turn of events and he went from the pit to the palace and we named one of his sons he said God has made me to forget 
forget. You know why? Because what was birthed is the future. It won't be like this for him like it's been for me. God has made me to forget. There's a fruitfulness that's coming out of my sufferings. For the Bible says if we suffer with him, we'll also reign with him. I like the message Bible that says if you're willing to go through the bad times with God, they're not to be compared with the good times that are coming. You're going to have the good times. Oh, happy ever after is going to be full of good times. I said it's going to be full of good times. Oh, not everything on the outside, you know, first on the inside. And then you'll see God work it all out on the outside. You know, oh, one more thing. You know, it's a common children's question. You know, children are what? They're, they're celebrated. They're wonderful. They just want to know they need to know they ask a lot of questions and of course the common question that when we're on any journey and it's a little longer and stronger than we imagined thank god for children that imagine all kinds of things purple dragons they imagine that all kinds of wonderful things But they're always asking the same question. Are we there yet? Okay, I heard all about this. Are we there yet? You told me about things. You know, the happy ever, all this stuff. Are we there yet? And you know, wisdom will answer wise. Uh, the wise folks, I've heard Sandy uh, say it a lot of times. She says it still to a dog. Enjoy the ride. Just look out the window. See the sights. Enjoy the ride. Remember, those that have ears to hear and hearts that want to know are just seeding you. This word is seed. and received and God will make it rain God will water it God will give you glimpses of his glory and what is that he knows the future he holds the future he is our future so let's enjoy the ride just a few more days and then you can't really talk in terms of time where children sometimes are concerned. Sometimes our faith just needs to be uh, childlike. You know, I remember Emerson would say yesterday and it was last year. <laughs> no sense of time. Sometimes it's Oh, that we have to grow up and then we think we have some sense about time. But the Bible says that David said, my times, they're in your hands. But today, 
Let me read this and we'll be finished with it. It says this in the fourth chapter of Philippians, just the next page, six verse. Don't be pulled in different directions. Worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Maybe it's time to take one last look about at praying over the past that you can't change. Or even praying over the problem of the present that's pressing so hard on your life. Because God says it's not about where you've been or even where you are. It's about where you're going, where I'm taking you to. Just follow. Just trust and follow and follow through each day. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you. So many questions where the future is concerned. So many questions where the future is concerned. More questions than answers, so to speak. But it says, as we do think, peace will make answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. Well, God is, isn't he? Honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. So we're just following Naomi today. We come to the turn. Time for one last look. I really believe that God is in all of this. I believe there are people listening here and there, wherever you are, that you need some peace. Notice that his name, Jesus, is described as the Prince of Peace first peace before there's any other kind of peace in our life is peace with God. That's what Jesus came to do. That's who Jesus is and what what he does is that he has made peace with God for us. All is forgiven. Mercy made sure of that. Mercy triumphed over judgment. We deserve judgment. But we get mercy if we'll take the grace. If we'll, if we'll choose a relationship with the Prince of Peace, trust me, peace with God. And there's just something about it being settled this way that overflows into it being settled in every other way in our life. Maybe there's somebody who wants or needs some peace. Real peace. Real peace. Authentic and genuine glorious and wonderful.
beyond, the Bible says, human understanding. So if you have no peace, let's pray and get this right relationship in your life. He lives to love you. He died to show you. But the Bible says he ever lives now at the right hand of the Father. This one called peace, this one who loves like no other, who forgives, who gives mercy, who grants grace. Is it time maybe today for one last look for you? At the past, are you ready to leave and forget, ready to follow Jesus? Put your trust in His salvation, His Lordship for the rest of your story, that it would be happy ever after. Let's pray this simple prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. Change me from the inside to the outside. Save me today. And lead me. I will follow you. In your way. All the rest of my days. From here. To forever. To the happy ever after. Of heaven and beyond. Amen. Now if you prayed that prayer. And you meant it. In your life. Meant it from your heart. The greatest miracle that could ever happen has happened to you and you'll discover like the scripture says arise and shine your light has come and the glory of the Lord will be seen on you a changed heart a changed life we'd love to help you we have materials they're free to you they're available to you we're here we'll be available uh, to you and trust me we we would love to help you welcome to the family of God uh, the one you belong to with the people that you belong with the place of blessing, the place of life, happily ever after. God bless you. Till the next time you understand this, please, our prayer is this, that you are so very blessed. We'll never say anything else about you, but that you're blessed by God. And you be at rest in that. May you know that rest and have peace with God and the peace of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.